All right, so we are going to taste the Lost Abbey Avant-Garde Ale. I picked this up when I took a trip to uh, Beloit, and we found ourselves across the border in Illinois. And uh, south of the border. That's all I got. <laughs> well, so well, the Lost Abbey is part of this, like, two... Oh, yeah two different brewing companies in one. So there's this guy, Tommy Arthur, who got hired many years ago. My understanding is it was just a restaurant called Pizza Port. Because, I hope it was just a restaurant, because it's the stupidest name for a brewery imaginable. It was Pizza Port Brewing Company. But they turned it into a brew pub, and he got a lot of attention early on. Um, he was one of the first people, I don't know if he was the first, but certainly one of the first to start doing kind of wild ales and stuff with... Lambics and Flanders style beers and and Britannomyces and those kind of things uh, in the U.S. got a lot of uh, uh, you know acclaim for that and then started off uh, the Port Brewing Company bottled and then he also started this separate thing the Lost Abbey and my understanding is it's literally the same brewery like it's in the same building hmm. but it's just two different brands and I think you saw some of that when you were yeah so they had like their display of like. I don't know. Like Port brewing. It was like the Tom Arthur, Tommy Arthur display. <laughs> so on one side, the Lost Abbey. And I'd call this a fairly classy Belgian style, like artwork, like nice, you know, corked. Uh, the font like, is kind of like medieval. Yeah, thing. like it's a very beautiful bottle. Then on the other side was Port Brewing Company, which had like. Redwood, Red Ale, and like, you know, cruising really USA Pale Ale. <laughs> and like very like America. Corny, like, yeah, like over, bombers. Over advertised, you know? yeah. marketed. And really, yeah, like kind of cheesy graphics. And it is very funny to see. The contrast. The, the, yeah, the contrast between these, these two. Not even between the, the beers, you know, it's just between like, strictly between the marketing yeah. of these beers. Now, where is Pizza Port located? Is it San called? Marcos, oh. California. California. Mm. I did some traveling. We're drinking the two coasts today. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> We're drinking the two coasts. So, and this is their beer de garde. Yeah, the Av is called Avant Garde Ale. So they're French country. French farmhouse, farmhouse ale. ale, yeah. And they also have the Red Barn, which is another farmhouse ale. And then they have the Saison. And then they have a Devotion, which... Either a Saison or a Blondale, but it's like a spiced Blondale. Belgian Blonde. Yeah, so. Interesting. You know. And then they have like their wit. They have a, like a pretty. A lot of those. <laughs> a lot of like similar. Kind of farmhouse. Styles, kind of different spices, you know, different regions. Well, my assumption would be being a bearded guard, this would be a little bit darker, but um, all it says here's the back. From the French word guard, meaning something worth keeping. Mm -hmm. I think that's, I think it means just for keeping, but we'll leave it at that. This farmhouse-style ale is most delicious companion to a loaf of freshly baked bread from the oven. Grab a seat on the porch, some soft cheese, and a tree-ripened apple from your grandmother's old orchard. Relax, and watch the evening... Is that a ride? I can't read this font. Where are you? And watch the evening arrive. Is that as odd? the afternoon sun is consumed by the illuminating moon over the gardens? Yeah, that's like it. Like, oh, it's two R. R's. Oh, because that's how you spell arrive. It looks like an N. That's messed up. Thanks, John. 
Mm-hmm. We brewed avant-garde for you, our friends and families. Here's the things worth guarding over. We should also say, the only time we've ever talked about this brewery on our show was Controversy. Mm-hmm. When he, the Lost Abbey brewed, uh, supposed to be a barley wine, right? Like an oak-aged barley wine. That was like English style barley wine. English style barley wine, right? That a lot of people complained was uncarbonated when they received it, and it's like a $30 bottle or something like that. Mm-hmm. It was a big controversy, and he responded with a kind of snarky, fake apology, like yeah. not not apology apology. Anyway, we talked about that. To go back in the archives. How does the brewery let out a flat beer? Um, he said that they, they opened it and determined that it was sufficient to come in. When you fail, that's how you do it. <laughs> like, do you think it's, it's one of those things where like, it was a bad batch in the head, but they couldn't do anything about it? I mean, I don't know. Uh, I mean, I, I, assume, I assume it's a bottle-conditioned beer, because uh, speaking from a brewery that... Uh, does Belgian. Does, well, I work at a brewery that uh, does not bottle-conditioned beers, but uses bright tanks. And we have this little device to test the carbonation before we bottle. Mm-hmm. And it's pretty easy. You test carbonation, you look at it and say, this is carbonated enough or too much or not enough, and you adjust it, and it's pretty easy. But bottle conditioning is a different process, so I assume it was bottle conditioning. So this is, um, I guess, a little lighter than I might expect yeah. a beer to guard. Not How do you do it? It's kind of like a kind of yellow. honey. Yeah. yeah. Honey orange. Yeah, kind very of cloudy, orangey, not quite copper. Very carbonated, though. Very fine carbonation. Yeah, it's yeah. Looks like it's fairly active in the glass. Yeah, it is having cloudy. Fun. Hey, cool. Well, cheers. Cheers, that. Yeah. Very dry up front. Yeah, yeah. And then pretty clean though. Yeah, it has no finish. Yeah, it's just sort of it's. There's not hardly any hops. The smell is kind of like funky, like farmhousey, but the taste yeah. is just really clean. It's really, yeah, it's like really dry and kind of fills out your mouth, and then it's clean, and then it's done. Like there there's, is some, there's not a much complexity on that. There is some sort of that traditional farmhouse kind of funky taste right in the beginning. Yeah, but like you're saying, it it dies off so quick and yeah. doesn't leave you with much. Mostly malt. Yeah. But it's weird because it's yeah, got the that, last thing it it's like it's like malty, but it's so dry that it just like cleans out your palate right yep. away, and you sort of lose it. I like it though. I really like the malt flavor that's there. Yeah, I wouldn't like I said it was not very complex. I wouldn't call it like complex by any means, but it has like a nice you know, got a bready Munich malt. Like a nice, it's a nice beer. Again, seven percent. Seven percent. Which I don't think you can taste alcohol too much. No. Yeah. Uh, it's hyper dry. Yeah. Served with a glass of water. Yeah. I wonder if they'll ever come to Wisconsin. I don't know. Yeah, we're, we always seem to be the the, the final frontier of uh, these national beer companies. Mm-hmm. New Belgium's here. Stone's here. I'm sure they're saying the same thing about uh, Ale Asylum right now. What? On California. When is Ale Asylum going to get to California? <laughs> he drinks so much beer here. Doesn't need to go that far. They've got plenty of breweries out in Cali, though. Yeah, they also have plenty of West Coast-style breweries out there. <laughs> yeah, they don't need, they don't need, a, they don't need Embergeton. They've got plenty of other ones. Racer 5. Yeah, they have. Yeah, that's a good beer. 
Yeah, it is. <laughs> <laughs> Which one? Bear Republic Racer 5. You ever had that? Yeah. It's good. Where is that? Brood. Cali. That's what we're talking about. Good point. See, have you ever seen the California State flag? There's a bear. Really? Mm. Oh, is that what they call it, Bear Republic? I'm guessing. I would yeah. like to point out we're talking about completely other things. Mm. And I think that sums up this beer. It's not a conversation beer by any chance. Like, it's just nice. <laughs> I like it, You can though. sit with it and drink it, but you can't really say much about it. Yeah. Now, to be fair, they say we're supposed to be on a porch, which we're not. I think this is, I, I do think this would be a really nice beer to have with a freshly baked uh, loaf of bread, soft cheese, and a ripened apple. I, I agree. Although. I don't think it would stand up to soft cheese. Soft cheese. I mean. Brie. Yeah, I don't nothing think too intense. Intense. I think it's Sam's Brie. I think Brie is more pungent, and the only thing that would stand out would be a little bit of the maltiness. But if you put it with bread and, and any sort of funky, like, slightly soured cheese, like, you wouldn't have anything there. You don't think I, so? I think it could because it, it, well, it doesn't seem to be extremely flavorful. It's still very powerful. The maltiness is powerful. The malt- and, and it tries to pal it out right away. With, like, a little bit of maltiness. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it would pair well, but it definitely would complement. Or it, it could work well. I, I, I think I said that backwards. It would pair well, it wouldn't complement the cheese. It would just kind of be something new. It would just kind of be, it would, I think it would, it could help to clear your palate a little bit. But sure. That's not the only aspect of my beer I want. Yeah. It's just a palate clearer. I don't know, I think I like it more than you. I really, I think the the malt flavor is really nice and it is super dry and it, it, it kind of leaves you pretty quickly but I'm not saying I don't like it I think the malt flavor is great but I'm saying I don't think it would stand up to a nice piece of bread and mm. a funky piece of brie I think it would it would go the opposite direction of an apple where an apple would be crisp and tart and refreshing and this would be kind of malty and clear your palate off so I can see that but mm. it's just not it doesn't have individual flavor characteristics that would really stand out amongst powerful food and beverage. But no, it is nice. Yeah, the malt characteristic is really great. It really doesn't linger, especially for a 7% beer. Yeah, you know, totally. Like there's no trace of, like, booziness. Yeah, I'm glad I finally had some, some Lost Abbey beer. Mm-hmm. Some Tommy Arthur stuff. I'd like to try the other ones to see... Like yeah. their, their farmhouse ale. Yeah. In comparison to this. In comparison to their size up. I'm looking for any sediment. Granted, this is the top of the bottle, yeah. so. It's definitely cloudy, though. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think the color versus the malt flavor is kind of weird? Like, it seems too light for the amount of malt flavor you're getting? I could say that. I mean, I think it's probably just Munich. You know? Mm. It's probably just a solid amount of Munich to give it this color and, you know, no dark malt. Right. Yeah, yeah I don't, it, I don't it does look a little lighter than maybe it tastes. But I wouldn't say it's, it tastes that dark. I wouldn't, yeah, I wouldn't say it tastes dark. But it is pretty rich on the palate. Mm-hmm. Like that maltiness. It feels darker than it is. It is two-row honey malt and port custom toast. Oh, pork custom toast. I don't even know what that is. We make it ourselves in our pizza oven. 
It's probably Munich. Interesting. Honey malt, that's uh, from Gamernus in Canada. That's a very specific kind of malt. Interesting. Support special toast. Check Saz hops. German Brewer's Gold. And Strissel Spalt Spalt. That's French. French hops. Strissel Spalt Spalt. Yeah, it's French hops. Interesting. It's a lager yeast. That's interesting too. With uh, ale fermentation. Okay. <coughs> yeah, it doesn't have a big strong sort of Belgian, of course it's a French style, but Belgian characteristics. No. Maybe different. that's where like the, the cleanness of it's so crisp. Like, the lager yeah, beer. yeah. Which I think is really nice. It is nice. I think that like Belgian yeast can overpower a beer. Yeah, and and like in this case, like that cleanness in contrast with that maltiness is like the big kind of like flavor. You don't yeah. need another. It's, it's like the the complexity of the beer. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah. There's di- there's there's different approaches. Some uh, French brewers use lager yeast or usually ale yeast at lower temps if they use ale yeast. So yeah, they're usually a lot cleaner than their Belgian counterparts. It's interesting. Use lager yeast. Yeah, it's good. And I agree, that's that's sort of the trick with Belgian beers, is finding that balance of not mm. overpowering uh, too much even yeast flavor. But no, I like this. Yeah. Do you think that the influx of Belgian sour beers has created, like, a safety net for bad beers. <laughs> it absolutely has. The I think the awareness that that is a style that is legitimate has created a safety net for bad beers. Absolutely. Unfortunately. That was one of the funniest things I heard in line at um, the Darkness Day was somebody talking about uh, Shirley just on a wet hop ale. They called it wet a fresh hop ale, right? Mm-hmm. And, uh, they grew they grew them? I don't know where they got the hops. I have no idea. Probably flew them in from New Zealand or no. Um, I don't think they have Sierra Nevada's money. But yeah, I don't know. They got fresh hops from somewhere. And somebody was like, Fresh hops is a new thing, man. Fresh hops are the new sour. <laughs> I was like, That's the geekiest thing ever. But I think you're probably right, sir. I had Central Waters has their. They got a fresh hop. hop really? Stale, yeah. Do they really? Wow. They and, but I, that's legit, I think. You know, I've had... Um, they probably grew those hops. Might as well, yeah. Uh, two or. brothers had one. Yeah. Well, Sierra uh, Nevada sort of started it. Right, right. This series. But I, I was at the brasserie... Oh, man, this was... This is probably like a month and a half ago now that I think about it, but... Um, at least a month. It was Yeah, Sierra... Uh, there was the two brothers... Are you thinking of heavy-handed? Might be. Okay, that's not a fresh hop. Beer. No, it, it, it was it was called wet sure. hopped. Oh, okay. I don't know what it was called. Huh? I don't. But know I, I read the label and it said wet hop ale and IPA, and it was, it was a really fresh tasting. Mm. Yeah, you know, it, it does I, taste different. Um, it hop flavor, a different you know, thing going on. It was really intense. It's almost like, but it, it was overpowering. Mm-hmm. But like, I mean, like my my palate was definitely um, heavily altered after that. And the beer after that I had was the Goose Island um, <laughs> Imperial Brown, <laughs> and I had a full pint. So, mm. yeah. So I went from like hop overdose to bourbon malt. Bourbon malt overdose. <laughs> That's good. It's a good combo. Yeah. Contrast. It's so like between the two. I probably had 
Somewhere in the middle would be a well known video. I think Goose Island. I like the Goose Island brown. It was really good. I liked it. Um, definitely a beer to share. Yeah. That is perfect. An imperial beer to guard and call it a beer to share. <laughs> <laughs> if I hadn't already printed out the labels, I would have done that. <laughs> beer to share. I like it. I like it. Let's get cracking on that one. Yeah. <laughs> imperial beer to guard. <laughs> it's a 6%. <laughs> Yeah, what's a normal beer to guard alcohol? Well, it's a seven. A normal beer, like a what's a Belgian beer to guard, or French beer? <laughs> or French beer to guard. Um, I think Jean Lane is like six and a half. Okay, so they are seven. Something like generally, yeah, it's just right. So an imperial would be like a nine or ten. Yeah. yeah, they vary. I mean, they've sort of you know traditional farmhouse sales were very very fashionable, but um, sort of. Once they started trying to market themselves as a specialty product, sort of to contrast the Stella Artois okay. of the world, they bumped up their alcohol. Which is why it's sort of, Jean Lane is sort of the archetype of the beer de garde. I think it's six and a half or seven, and Saison DuPont is six and a half. Okay. Have you had Avril? I have had Avril. How is it? It's exactly what you'd expect. <laughs> okay. It's literally like Saison DuPont kind of watered down. <laughs> like, it's exa- like, it's exactly how you expect it to taste. There are no surprises. Mm. It was really nice. The one time I had it, I had it with a thing of frites at Brasserie V, and it was, like, really nice to have a food. It was just like, hey, it's like 3.5% drinking mm-hmm. this nice beer. Mm. But it's it's super it's light. It's 3.5%? Yeah. It's, it's literally, like, yeah, it's like half, or maybe 3.7 or whatever. It's literally half of Saison DuPont. We should, uh, get Saison DuPont and water it down. And like try to find the balance of water to <laughs> to match Avril. Yeah, that's literally what it is. Is what a beard to table or whatever. That's more what the traditional sizes are probably like. Maybe it's like the small beer. Ago. It could it's be like the spent. The small <laughs> beer, yeah. That would be clever. That would be smart. Mm. No, it's it's actually a really good pot. Like mm. for be- for breweries that are doing these super like even anything over like six or seven. There's got to be enough spent grain. Did I not tell you this? No. So, I, full well, disclosure, I work at Yale Sound. Um, they brewed Mercy like a month ago, and I gave me the last runnings. I put it in, put it in a corny keg. It was like uh, 10, 50 or more gravity, something like that. I just did, brewed it with Scotch Ale yeast, and it's bottled yesterday. You have Mercy on Scotch Ale yeast? <laughs> yeah. But like, oh, low, gra- low, low gravity Mercy with Scotch Ale yeast. <laughs> Because, yeah, it was the same thing, like, they have to brew it, they have to double mash it, and they have to do it really intense to get the gravity they want, and then, like, when they're dumping it down the drain, they happen to take the gravity, they're like, well, this is still pretty high, do you want to bring a, bring something to put this in, and we'll give it to you? I was like, yeah, here you go, fill her up. No mercy, Scotch Ale. Yeah, no mercy, there you go. The problem was... How often do you do that? That once. Like, 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 how often do you brew? And can I give you some kegs? Well, they've only... They're not going to brew Mercy again this year. They brewed two batches of it. And the first batch... Yeah. The, the first I batch, they took the gravity and were like... I am super stoked for Mercy to come back out. Bottling it tomorrow. The red beer. You're bottling it tomorrow? Yeah. And when does it go on sale? I don't know. <laughs> as soon as the distributors get it. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> when does it go on tap? We had one keg two weekends ago, or whatever, last weekend for Halloween... 
which was a son of a bitch, by the way, because I had to keg it out of, like, the conditioning vessel, which <laughs> doesn't happen. I had to, like, create a means for that to happen. That was literally, like, half of a day. I bet you must have spilled a ton into your glass. Oh, shoot. <laughs> no, Dean was just like, you need to get this beer into this keg, figure it out. I was like, okay. <laughs> but, um, yeah, and then, and then carbonate it. I was like, so we... Where she was taking the fridge and shaking it up in two days. Every once in a while, I just walked in and gave it a shake. Uh, it takes longer with a half barrel than it does with five gallons. Um, <laughs> Three times as long? Yeah. How do you think? Any, any final thoughts on The Lost Abbey? I'll hunt guard out. I think it's good. Yeah. I like it. And it, it actually grows a little bit. Yeah. And I think I retract my statement of it not being a beer to talk about because I think once we actually started thinking about it, it's a lot to say. We did talk about it a lot, yeah. But it is, it is, yeah, it's very light, it's very drinkable, it's not over-the-top, sort of, that Belgian, it's much... Yeah. The lager yeast makes a lot of sense, now that you told, oh, told me that. totally. Yeah, I can definitely see that. Crisp, malty, very dry, very nice. I, I do disagree with the foods on the back. <laughs> I think there are definitely foods that this beer would go great with. But just not a soft monkey cheese? Yeah, I mean, I think, yeah. Yeah. Anything too pungent, I don't, I don't think this beer would... It would refresh you, but I don't think the beer itself would stand up. Anything? I could see that. There's yeah. some definite funk in the bottom. Yeah, you got some junk in there. Point out the last. Yeah. Tasty. Right. Well, uh, good job thus far, uh, Tommy Arthur. Like, mm-hmm. try some more of your stuff.